feet. Malachi 1, verses 6. We're going to uh, want to proclaim this. If you are, we're going to honor God. We're going to honor him. We're going to honor his word. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when Ezra opened up the book that the people stood up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he opened up where well, he was the priest. When the priest opened up the book, amen, that the people stood up and uh, to honor the word of God. Amen. We, that's what we want to do here. Um, we're very familiar with this particular scripture, but we're going to read it in whatever version or translation of the Bible that you have. Would you please read along with me? Malachi 1 and 6, and it reads, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? If I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you. O priest that despise my name, and ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? Amen. We're going to continue in a series uh, today that we've called Honor. And we're talking today about honoring the Lord. Somebody say, honoring the Lord. Lord. With my living. Amen. With my life. That's what we want to do today. We want to honor the Lord. We're going to learn how to honor him with our lives. Amen. Look at your neighbor, give him a high five and say, it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. You may have your seat in the presence of our life-changing king. Amen. Hell yeah, it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. Amen. It's all about him. I want to thank everyone for just everything that has transpired this morning. Uh, This morning, I know we have uh, given thanks to everyone regarding yesterday and uh, the event that we had, and we're just so thankful and grateful for that and for even the things that will be coming up uh, uh, for us, certainly in the, uh, the near future here. And so what we want to do, we want to move forward this morning in the word, and we want to continue to uh, rejoice and be glad uh, in the Lord thy God. Uh, we see here that we've been teaching in this series of honor, and the father says here, he says that, A son honors his father and a servant his master. If he then, uh, being a father, where is his honor? And so we've been talking about how do we honor God. We asked ourselves uh, uh, three things that we must know if we're going to honor God. The first thing is somebody say, I must understand who God is. All of us, that's what we should do. We should, uh, our life should be about understanding who the Father is. And the only way we can understand who the Father is is that we must experience, we must receive the gift that he's already given, and that's his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because we know that if it's through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we experience salvation in our lives. Amen? So, 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 so we, we must understand that. I must understand who God is. The second thing I need you to uh, say with us, say, I must understand what God wants. If I'm going to honor God, I must not only understand who God is, but I shall also understand what God wants. Does anyone need a Bible? I'm sorry. We usually ask that question. If you need a Bible, lift your hand up and someone will get a Bible unto you. Amen. Praise God. Well, we're going to keep moving then. The third thing that, that we have to, uh, the question that we must ask ourselves, am I willing to be corrected by the Father? Somebody say, am I willing, am I willing to be corrected, to be corrected by, the by the Father? See, the Bible tells us in Hebrews, Hebrews 12 and 6, for whom the Lord loveth, he what? He chasteneth and he also scourgeth, amen, every son whom he receiveth. And so his idea, his heartbeat here is that he is a father that brings correction because he wants us to, number one, know who he is, amen, and then he also wants us to understand what he wants. 
See, that's the same way with the natural relationship between a father and a son. Let's talk about that later, brother. Amen. Let's talk about that later, man. I'm preaching the word. Amen. I'm preaching the word. This is what we're talking about, honor. You know, <laughs> my God. Amen. How long we been on this? Huh, at least three weeks. Since I'm telling you, God got me moving in a different vein. I'm telling you, don't y'all get comfortable with me. Amen. God changing me. Amen. We, we can't because when we move like that, we distract the, the rest of the body. And not only that, you're distracting the word that's coming forth. All right? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not upset. Amen. I'm just saying we got to honor God, man. Amen. When that praise and worship going on, I'm not moving around other than the worship of God. If, you're gonna, if I'm going to honor you, honor me. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all done got me out of the block already. Amen. We want to learn how to honor the God. We don't want no distractions in the house of the Lord. Amen. Because people are here trying to get this word, man. They're here trying to get this word. All right, let's get back in the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we said that we must well understand uh, the, uh, who God is. Amen. He is a sovereign God. We must understand who he is. The second thing is that I must understand what God wants. What does God want? What does God want? God want me. He want my life. He want all of me. He want my worship. He wants everything. That's what he wants from me. He wants me. He wants me to yield my will to his will. That's what God wants from me. He, he wants me to love him like he loves me. He wants me to honor him. That's what God wants. But until I understand who he is, amen, I won't understand what he wants. And that's the same relationship with a father and a son. Amen. When, when, when my, my son, uh, until we develop that relationship to the degree, to the level that it needs to be, he knows that I love him coming up because I spend time with him and, and I, I embrace him. And that is so key with our children. But, but there comes a moment he, he has to understand, what does my father want? Why is this love that he gives unto me? What, what is this love all about? I want you to honor me. As your father. It's the same thing with the heavenly father. He loves us so much. Amen. He wants to connect with us and have a relationship with us so that we can honor him. That's what he wants. He wants the glory and the honor. And we've talked about that, how the word talks about that, how they turned the truth of God into the lie. And they started worshiping the creation more than they did the creator. And it hurts God when we worship the things of this world and all these other things. And we don't worship him and give him the honor that is due his name. What I'm saying is he's not, he's okay with you having things, but he don't want the things to have you to such a degree that you don't honor him. That you don't honor him, that the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, amen, he don't want them to, to take over your life so that you will no longer grab hold to his word. You will no longer take honor, you won't honor his word any longer. He wants us to honor him, church. And this is what this whole series of messages has been about. And, and I'm going to move on because, see, the Lord has given me all kind of examples already. How we honor the house. How, see, that's where I'm going in a few weeks. How do we honor the house of God? How do we honor the man of God or the woman of God or whoever's in this pulpit? How do we honor God's house when it's time to come in and worship the Lord? We must understand these things. If we don't learn these things, we'll be renegades doing what we want to do when we want to do it. But this is the house of God. This ain't your house. This ain't your workplace. This ain't out there. This is the house of the Lord. And we're going to be a church that honors the house of the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen. I'm telling because when we honor him, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel, amen, it tells us that when we've already been here, that when he, he says he honored those that honor him, but those that despise him, he will what? Lightly esteem. Amen. I want to be on the side of me, of him honoring me. 
Amen. I don't want the lightly stuff. I won't know. I want him to honor me like I honor him. And so this is what this whole series of messages has been about is how do we honor God? How do we give him this honor? We must understand who God is. I must understand what God wants. And then I must, again, am I willing to be corrected by the Father? Because that's what happens. And see, even as I am the under-shepherd of this house, the least sheep of this house, uh, uh, many of you receive me as your spiritual father. Amen. God is the Father. Amen. I like to say it like this. All of us, I mean, my prayer is, is that you are committed to God and you're connected with your pastor. See, it's not about how close you can get to me, but it's all for me. It's about how close can I get you to God? Amen. Through his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, that's what it's not about me. It's all about what? Him. It's all about him, and it's going to always be about him. So when it's about him, you look, look, you don't throw me off. I don't want you to throw him off. I don't want nobody to be distracted from him. Amen. That's my heart. That is my heart. I want this to be a house. If nobody says nothing else about this house, I want them to say that this is a house that honors God. And it has a pastor that honors God. Amen. I'll let that be. I want that to be my testimony. Amen. As a pastor, as an under-shepherd, at the Bread of Life Church, they honor the Most High God. They honor His Son. They honor the Holy Spirit. Amen. And they honor the house of God and the people of God. Amen. And not just me, but I want the people that are in the house that have that same heart and that desire, amen, to honor the Lord. Amen? It's called vessels unto honor. Somebody say vessels unto honor. The Lord come to tell me that you are vessels unto honor. He said, look, and he says, he says, look, he says, pastor, he told me this morning right in the middle of worship uh, 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 at the first song that we had, he says, pastor, this is becoming a great house. And he's not saying that I'm great, that we're great. He says, what he's saying is we're pleasing him. We're pleasing him and we're becoming a great house. See, it takes some time to become a great house. It takes some time to become a great person. Everybody wants something overnight. Amen. We've been traveling in this thing here 12 years. We ain't taking no shortcuts. We ain't giving no gimmicks and some games to fill up the building. We're going to do this thing right so that God can receive all the glory and all the honor. Oh, we're going to do it right. So the lives will truly be changed, amen. And they're going to be changed by him, amen, and him alone. And that the people, when they come into the house of the Lord, they will see that these people are truly in love with a living God and not some dead statue somewhere or some Jesus up on somebody's cross. Now that we're truly in love with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And because we know him, we know our Father. And we want to please the Heavenly Father just like Jesus Christ wants to please the Father. This is our desire. He gave unto us the power to become the sons of God. Jesus did. And then the Bible says that the Father, he, he, he gave unto us the spirit of the Son, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. See, he wants us to have the, the spirit. He wants us to be in the likeness, in the image of his Son, that we might worship him, that we might honor him and give him the glory that is truly due his name. I've already said in this serious service, the Lord showed me, he said, some folks give more honor to their dogs than they do to God. More honor to the dog. They got the dog all up in their lap. I, 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 I like out walking. Man, when I'm walking, I was walking this morning, and I seen about 30 people out in there fishing this morning. I said, well, I hope they're getting their fishing. They're going to go to church later, or they're going to go to the house of the Lord. But fishing, just fishing. You know, they had a little competition or something down there at the lake. I, I mean, out there at Sherman Woods. And I was just walking around, and I said, Lord, 
I just hope these folks, they're they going to get out of here time to time to go to the house alone. I know what you're saying, Pastor. Well, they might have went on Saturday. Or they might have went on Wednesday. Maybe they got their own thing. Maybe they belong to a house church. No, they need to be in the house of the Lord. And sometimes you see how the creation can be, be more important than the, 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 uh, uh, the, 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 amen, let me say it. Yeah, the creator that we create. We can go and look, I'm not trying to step on no foot, but we can go to that golf course. I know we got something here like Chase That White Ball. We can go to that golf course faithfully. We'll be there weekly. We're going to be on time. We're going to do what we need to do because we got a tea time. If you miss that tea time, you're behind. They're going on out. Or somebody's going to skip you, however they do it. Amen. You need to be right there diligent. It's why, why can't we do that in the house of the Lord? Who created the golf course? Who created the designer that designed the golf course? Who created the person that designed the little white ball and all of that? You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? We got to get this thing in perspective. What does God want? Who is God and what does he want? He wants your worship. He wants you. He wants all of you. Even to the point that you know what? I'll kick these clubs to the side because I ain't got no time for that. I'm going with Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm here to tell you, if you live them long enough, it might not be the clubs. It, it's going to be something. Oh, yeah, you got to cross that path. Oh, there's many things. See, that's why I, don't, I can't go out and have all that enjoyment, that pleasure for myself. I ain't got no time for it. I got time for the Lord. I got, I got to do the Lord's will. I got so much going on in my life, as I know all of you got going on in your life, I need to spend more time with him. I need to spend more time with him. So what you're saying, Pastor, see, our daily lives are reflective of our honor of him. Our daily lives. I ain't talking about here and now. Your, your daily routine tells us and speaks and bespeaks of our honor unto the Lord. Your daily routine. See, I, I've said this before. You got to have what I call a righteous regimen. A righteous regimen is what am I doing to stay right with the Lord? Most of us are worried about how we stand right on our jobs and, and all the others. But how do I stay right with the Lord? I want to stay right. That's the most important relationship that I have is the one with the Lord. And I've come to find out if I stay right with the Lord, I don't worry about who I'm not staying right with out there. Because if I honor the Lord, I'm going to honor everything that he tells. He says, now, uh, uh, now uh, uh, he says, servants, he tells the servants to serve their masters and masters to the cake tell the servant. If I'm going to honor the Lord, I'm going to do right by my job. I'm going to do right by my husband. Amen. By your, you do right by your husband. You do right by your wife. You do right by your family. You do right by your church life. You do right by your pastor. You do right. When you honor the Lord, you do. See, all this other stuff going to get right. You just got to get right with him and you got to have a righteous regimen. This can't be no shotgun approach. It can't be no scatter. Here, there, a little there. Nah, and you got to have a righteous regiment with the Lord. I got to have a time when I spend time with the Lord. What? Every day. Every day. You can't time to take, you ain't no time to even take a day off from the Lord. You can't take vacation from God. You know what? Well, let me put it this way. You can't afford to take vacation from God. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. Amen. I, Look, look, hallelujah. It is my desire today to uh, continue to exalt you in this word of honor. The how do we esteem and how do we respect the, the high and the true and the living God, a sovereign God, a fair God, an equitable God, a God, as George liked to say, has been more good to uh, us than we have been unto ourselves. This is the type of God that we serve. This is the type. A father that we serve, and he wants us to be true sons and daughters. But the Lord gave me a word this morning, amen, not just this word I'm going to preach to you,
But he gave me a revelation-notory word. I mean, this is what he said. He says, tell the people they're, 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 becoming, they're, they're becoming a great house. They're becoming a great house. See, because we'll never arrive. That's what you must understand. We, 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 we should always be becoming. We're becoming a great house. And he says, in a great house, so this is where we're going to be at today, in a great house, there's vessels to honor and there's vessels to dishonor him. Now, I want us to understand, please turn with me to 2 Timothy here, 2 Timothy chapter 2. I don't know if I, I'm going to make a statement here as you go over there. I don't know if I said this last week. I believe that I did, but I want to make sure that, that we grasp this and that, that we get this. And it has to deal with the discipline uh, of the Lord, amen, with the correction of the Lord thy God. And I'm here to tell you, man, you, 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 want, to, you want the Lord, you want to be susceptible. You want the Lord to correct you, amen. I'm not just talking about through me. It shouldn't take your pastor doing the correction, amen. You should be moving in a way with him that you know, amen, you do my children know when they did something wrong. They cleared the app. Look, brother, they, they, look, I can't find them where they at. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They know when they have dishonored, amen, me. And many times when they have dishonored me, they've dishonored God, amen. I'm not trying to be their God. I'm trying to be their father that points them to the way who's the one, amen, to point them to the father. I'm not trying to be anybody different. I'm trying to be like the Lord, so thy God, so that when they grow up, when they get on their own, amen, they're going to understand that the heavenly father won't too much different than my earthly father. That he won't too much different. Now they're trying to serve a God that they think is schizophrenic. Because their daddy was schizophrenic. You hear what I'm saying? No, they, they, they should be able to look and serve a God, amen, and say, boy, my daddy was truly a man of God. Or my mama was truly a woman of God. Because I, Angela always tell me, she says, she said, you better, you better believe this. She said, you, I want you to know this. She, she be telling me with regards to our children. She says, one day you're going to get your report card. One day you will get your report card from your children. How well you fathered them. How well you mothered them. You're going to get your report card. And not only will you get a report card from them, but one day you're going to get a report card from the father. <laughs> how well, baby? How, how well? How well did we do here? Are you at first uh, Timothy? Uh, we say second Timothy. Second Timothy. I mean, y'all on it. I'm just checking where you're at. I mean, second Timothy chapter two. Uh, second Timothy chapter two. I want to say this about correction real uh, uh, because this is what we must understand about a uh, correction and about uh, the Lord thy God doing uh, things. So see, in your walk to distinguish that you're a son or daughter of God, it does not have to do with how you treat God. That, that, see, that, see, see, because you, you, you can be deceived in your own way that, that, that see, see, because now you put your own rule of measure and this is what I do and because I do this, this is what pleases God. Now, it ain't what you do. To, 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 see, you don't discover your sonship or, or how you are to be a, a daughter of God. You don't discover it how you treat God, but it's how God treats you. Amen. It's how God treats you. If, if he corrects you, that, that's a sign that, he, look, he on your side. Look, he, he, he wants you to grow up, amen, so you can go up. He wants you to mature. He wants you to get there fast. He wants you to move it suddenly, expediently. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of God that we serve. He don't want you to take the slow boat. He don't want you to keep going around the mountain. He's a father, amen, that wants you to get where he wants you to be, amen, quickly. But we got to understand that it's not how we treat God. It's how is God treating me? How is he treating me? If he's not correcting me, there might be something wrong in my life. If I'm not getting the correction from the Father, 
The Father's not having me to make some course corrections there. Amen. We're going to look at a scripture here before we end on Romans 9, 21 that talks about, amen, we, we are declaring he is the potter. Now, when, when, do, when do we become the potter? Huh? <laughs> amen. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, amen. Second Timothy chapter 2, amen. Let's go down to verse 14 here. And uh, I want us to get some background here. This is Paul. He's writing to his spiritual son, Timothy. Is everyone okay in the house? You feel comfortable? Amen. You get put your seatbelt on because this word getting ready to let loose up in here. Amen. It's going to another level up in here. I'm telling you, uh, Paul is, is writing here to his spiritual son, Timothy, and he's encouraging him. We're going to start at verse 14 here, but he's concerning, uh, encouraging him concerning the work of the ministry. Somebody say the work of the ministry. See, Timothy is beginning to encounter some persecution in the house. Amen. And not only that, there's, there's some, false, uh, some false folks, some false teachers, amen, that have come up in the house of the Lord. You, do, do you hear what I'm saying? There's some false folks that have come up in the congregation. And this is what, this is what Paul tells his spiritual son, Timothy, to do. He said, stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Because you say they're going to come. They're going to be in the midst of the house. And what I need you to do is to stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Amen. And I'm, what I'm here to tell you that God is speaking to this house. He said you got to stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Amen. You got to stir this thing up. And not only was he talking about this, he was telling him about his spiritual gifts. And then he told him this too. I mean, we're we, we going to get to where we're at. Amen. This is what he told him as well. This see, when you... When you just get in this word, you, it just overflows out of you. You got to. But another thing he told him, uh, Sister Joy, was this. He says, uh, be as a good soldier. He told him to endure hardness as a good soldier. As a good soldier. And then this, he tells them specifically, he says, a good soldier, they don't get caught up in the civilian affairs of this world. He said, they don't get, I know somebody looking at me like you need to look, 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 look over here. Okay. Look, look, look. Chapter two, look at verse three. Look, matter of fact, look at verse one. Chapter two and verse one. He says, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now this boy dealing with warfare right up in the church. He dealing with warfare. I'm, I'm saying this because I'm getting ready to say something to you that y'all guys got to get ready for. Okay. He said, uh, he said, number two, and, and, and the things that thou has heard of me among the witnesses, the same commit thou to who faithful men. He said, now you got to understand you ain't going to be able to commit what I gave unto you to every man, to every person. But it's faithful men are going to get what I'm telling you. Look what he says. Who shall be able what to teach, to, to teach others also. See, there must, we must have this ability about us to be teachable, you know, to, to be able to receive from others. See, because your day going to come when you stand up and you preach and proclaim and you're going to worry about why ain't nobody listening to me because you never listened to whoever was preaching until you. See, you, you reap what you sow. I'm, I'm telling you, you reap what you sow. And so if you're not going to be diligent in somebody else preaching to you, ain't nobody going to be diligent in receiving, amen, what you got to say. But he says, he said, look, he said, he said, pastor, this is what Paul telling him to pastor. He said, all hell breaking out in your church. But he says, one thing I want you to do. He said, I want you to stir up that gift that's on the inside of you that, that was given unto you when I laid my hands upon you. This is what he said. And he says, this gift has been in you since you come out of your mother's womb. The second thing I want you to do is that you got to endure hardness as a good soldier of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You think this thing got hard, it's going to get hard. You this little area up here, look, preaching is only a little bit of it, but this thing can get hard. It can get difficult. You know what I'm saying? 
And he said, but when it gets hard, that, that, that gift got to stir up. And look what he says here, verse 3. He says, thou therefore endure hardness as a what? Good soldier of Jesus Christ. <laughs> as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, you're going to what? Endure some hardness. You're going to endure some hardness. You're going to do some hardness, amen. And most of us, we can't stand no hardness in our life. We don't want hardness. But he, bring, he allows some hardness to come into our lives that we may be, amen, a true son. He's going to find out if you're a true son or a true daughter. It's how you endure some things. Look what he says in verse 4. He says, no man that wharf. You see that? He said, if you're, a war, if you're a soldier for Jesus, if you're a warrior, he said, if you're a warrior for me, he said, no man that wharf entangled himself, what, with the affairs of this life, it's called civilian affairs, that he may, what, please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. Now, 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 he said, now, think about this. He says, who entangles himself with affairs. See, that's, that, we know we got to operate in the world, but when you get entangled, when you get entangled with this thing and entangled with the world, he said, when you, when you just get on in there and get entangled in that thing, he said, you, look, look, he said, nah, nah, you cannot, you cannot, if you're going to be a, a, a faithful son, amen, if, you, if you're going to be one, amen, that's going to do what the Lord wants you to do for you, he said, you can't get entangled in the civilian affairs. You cannot do this. Why? Look what he says here. Oh, my God, I, I love this here because I'm, I'm an old military guy, and I, li I like these things here. Uh, look what he says in verse 4. No man that wharf entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have what chosen him to be a soldier. You know that little song the kids, I'm a soldier in the Lord's army. Yeah, you were chosen to be a soldier in his army, and you're going to serve him. You're going to be a warrior. You're going to be a soldier. We talking about from servants to soldiers to sons. Soldiers, servants. That's what the sonship school of the firstborn is all about. Moving you from a servant to a soldier to become a son of God. That does not entangle yourself with the civilian affairs because your ultimate goal is to please, amen, the one, amen, who chose you. Who chose you. So you got to ask yourself, am I chosen? Am I chosen? That's what you got to ask yourself. Have I been chosen by God? And I'm here to tell you, he wants to choose everyone. If you haven't been chosen, you don't know if you're chosen, amen. You're chosen. You got to acknowledge, though, that you have been chosen by God. You got to acknowledge this. Go back over to verse 14 here. Let us move, get on into what the Lord would tell us to do. Uh, hallelujah. Matter of fact, for a matter of time, let's go to verse 20. We'll get back to verse 14. Verse 20, it says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of, to wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself, somebody say purge himself. From these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and what? Meat for the master's use. I like the King James Version. He said, yeah, sanctified and what? Meat for the master's use. Woo, doesn't that sound so? I'm meat for the master's use. Amen. He says, meat for the master's use uh, and prepared unto what? Every good work here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to, we're talking about honoring the Lord in my living. How I live. I live because we could be right up in the house of God and living contrary to God. Yeah. 
See, he's dealing with him about the last times. He's dealing with him the persecution that's coming to the church. He's dealing with him that in the last days, some people are going to become apostate. Amen. Uh, apostasy is going to be in the house of the Lord. That means that people are going to be leaving God and leaving the things of God. Amen. They're going to turn away. They're going to abandon God. They're going to reject him. And there's going to be wickedness all in the earth. Amen. And some of these things that I'm declaring right now is happening now. It's happening in, in, in churches. People are abandoning God. It's not happening over in Europe. Folks, they don't abandon the temple. They got restaurants. They opened up the houses of God as being different things now because the people have become cold in their soul. Amen. According to the things, uh, regarding the things of God. And they have, they, they have become apostate. They have left. I'm not talking about a heretic. A heretic that, that they have issues with what they believe. Amen. They may be uh, teaching some strange thing and it may not be correct. It's not that they have left God, but they have left some of the teachings of God. They are heretics. I ain't talking about heretics. I'm talking about apostate. I'm talking about somebody say, I'm out of here. I'm done with this thing. I'm done with God. I'm through with him. I'm going to live life the way I want to live it. And this is what is the time that Paul and Timothy, that Paul was in prison. Why? Because of the gospel. He said, man, they're treating me like evil, like I've done something evil. He said, you might lock me up, but the word of God ain't going to never be locked up. He said he was in prison when he wrote this letter uh, to young Timothy. And, and Timothy, so if he got in prison, you know Timothy was catching all hell on the outside of the prison because he got locked up for the word. We're living in a time and a season. I'm telling you, they done legislated sin in the land. If you, look, 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 we better not be, look, we better not be slothful, lazy about this particular thing. I'm telling you, man, because you're going to get rocked just like everybody at rock right to sleep. You're going to get rocked right to sleep and you're going to get to a point in your life you ain't going to know if you believe God or not. This is why you got to honor God. So you are knowing whom you believe. When they ask the question, when they, they ain't going to be no doubt. Now, I'm not going to deny him. Be not ashamed of the gospel. We're coming in a time, we're living in a time and a day. You either going to believe in God or you're going to deny him. You know what I'm saying? Ain't going to be no more in between. I'm trying to fit in with them and fit in with that. Nah, today that we're living in, you standing out. If you stand for God, you see, see, because everybody's standing out for something now. Everybody's standing out. Everybody getting up. We got to stand up for what we stand up for. And that's the righteousness of God. We got to stand up like the sons of God. See, you, you see what's going down in the land and all overseas. Look, everybody in their military gear now. We're living in an hour and a time. It's time to be the soldier before I become the son of God. I got to be a soldier. I got to endure some hardness in my life. Hallelujah. For, for the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about for your mistake. I'm not talking about for your sin and your goof up. No, I'm talking about for the righteousness of God, for living right and doing right. You're going to experience some hardness. Now, most folks don't want to sign up for that. Why am I going to sign up for something I'm going to endure some hardness for? The world I'm taught, no, no, take the path of least resistance. No, that's what the world is talking about. Why, why, why am I going in my right mind sign up for something that I got to endure something for? Because he endured everything for you. Because his son died on our behalf. Amen. And if he died, amen, the little stuff you're going to go through ain't compared to what happened upon that cross through his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, somebody say, I'm willing, pastor. I'm willing to go through. I'm willing to endure some things. I'm willing to be a soldier for the Lord. I'm willing, Father. Uh, they that are willing and obedient shall what? Eat the fruit of the land. This is about how do my fruitfulness come in my life by being willing and obedient? 
And that means you're going to endure some hardness. That means you're going to see, but what I like about hardness, hardness kicks in my gift. Oh, my God. When I get some resistance in my life, I can't do me. I got to do him. Oh, my God. I thank God for the hardness in my life because I get to do him now. Lord, if my life going to be hard all the way, let it be hard. I'm going to do you all the way. I'm going to do you all the way to the finish line. I let it be hard. I'm ready to endure some hardness as a good soldier. Amen. So I can please him that what shows me. I didn't choose him. He said, y'all been chosen to be with you. You've been chosen. You've been ordained what? To be with me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. And when somebody chose you, when they put you on their team, amen. No, 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 no. You, you know, it ain't your individual thing any longer. No, you play by the team leader. You play by, amen, the person that's leading the team, that has organized the team. Can I get an amen? I believe we're receiving something already. I'm telling you, man. We want to honor the Lord. I want to honor it in my living. We talked about how we're going to honor him in our giving last week. We want to honor him in our living, in our loving, and in our serving. We want to honor the Lord. See, for some of us been out here in these streets, and we know what it's like. It's a battlefield out there. And I'm here to tell you, we can't go. We got to go out there with armored up. Put on the full armor of God. It's soldiering. It's all in the word. It's soldiers. We're all in the Lord's army now. We got the armor up. Somebody say armor up. up. You got to put your armor on. I'm talking about that which the Lord has given unto us. Over in Ephesians chapter 6. We're not going to go there in 10. It's all over the word of the Lord. We got the armor up. This is the time that we're living in. Now, I want to exalt you this day. In this. The Lord said this is becoming a great house. And because it's becoming a great house, they're not only vessels, they're vessels of honor in this house. But the Lord says this becomes a great house. That great house means a large house. As this becomes a large house, vessels of dishonor is going to come in the midst of this house. And you need to understand that. And I'm telling you, if you're not a soldier, I'm telling you, if you ain't got the stuff that sticks, if you ain't ready to activate your gift, because they, they will come. See, one of the things the Lord even showed me, he says, and me and Carl B. Hannon was talking about this, amen, and that folks on the airways going to be hearing this. He said, boy, when this thing go, er, 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 he said, you're going to get all kind of people that's going to come to the house of the Lord. Amen. All kind of folks that's going to come to the house of the Lord. And we welcome everybody, amen. We welcome everybody to come, amen, because this is a, this is a house of God. This is the house of God, amen, and there's vessels of honor in here, amen, and if whoever comes, we want them to become what? Vessels of honor. This is what it is. We're vessels. Somebody say, I'm a vessel of honor. Among vessels of honor. See, we got to be vessels of honor. This is what this house is about. Is about If it's going to be a great house, it got to have vessels of honor. But you know what? But in a, in a great house, there's vessels to honor and there's vessels to dishonor. And this is what Paul was dealing with his son Timothy about. He said, son, you're going to have some folk that's apostate. You're going to have some heretic folk up in the house of the Lord. But you got to stir up the gift of God on you. You got to endure hardness as a good soldier. You got to put them into remembrance. You got to give that word into faithful men. Because everybody out there ain't going to be faithful. But you can't stop doing what you're doing. You can't stop proclaiming the name of the Lord. You can't stop lifting him up. Because somebody's going to get it and somebody ain't going to get it. 
it goes same back with the parable of the sword that we were talking about this morning. It was about the word. The word fell by the wayside. The word fell, you know, stony ground. The word fell among the thorns, and then it fell on good ground. Think about that. One out of four. Think about if only one out of four you got the word up in here today. The percentage of you going out of here with it and the percentage of you going and saying, all right, I couldn't get it. The devil took it away from me. I couldn't get it, amen, because I got afflicted. Some persecution came up. Oh, God, I'm, I'm gone. And then the third thing, oh, I'm so tied up in the, what, the, the affairs of this world, the deceitfulness of riches that is going to choke the word up out of me. But there's some good ground up in here, amen, and that word is taken and it's been sticking and they're becoming soldiers for Jesus, amen. So when the pastor says it's time to move out on a, 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 a maneuver, it's time to move out on something that's different than what you heard, you know now it's time for the special forces to get together and to go out and do what God called you to do. This is it. God wants everybody to be the special forces. Everybody to be a part of the special forces. That's just not just for a few of us. It's for all of us. It's just like me as a pastor saying, I don't go out because I'm a pastor. Well, that's why Paul told Timothy, Pastor, do the work of the, do the work of the, not only ministry, but the work of the evangelist. <laughs> Boy, don't you get in a box and tell me, you just pastoring from the pulpit. You don't go out. You too good. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the 10 out of my flock, God. No, nah, do the work of the evangelist. And we know the evangelist is not always going out, but it's being evangelistic even in your preaching. It's, be, it's lifting Jesus up. And this is what this house we want it to be about a house, a great house, a, a house that honors God, a house that honors his son, Jesus Christ, and a house, amen, that honors and welcomes the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in the midst of the people, amen, that we may all be changed into his glory, changed into his image and into his likeness. I don't know about you. You remember that commercial? I want to be like Mike. I want to be like Mike. You remember that commercial? That little, it was just a kid. It was a Wheaties or whatever. I want to be like Mike. Everybody wanted to be like Michael Jordan. Amen. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like the Father. That's who I want to be like. The most reason most folks wearing earrings today is because of Michael Jordan. He the first knucklehead to put two in his ear. And everybody else wearing two earrings around here. I'll trace it all the way back to Michael Jordan. So you're you going to look like who you're like. You're going to act like who you like. <laughs> oh, don't shout me down today. All right. I'm okay. I'm okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Where we at here? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be good. A great house. There's vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor here. A vessel of honor is one that's to be esteemed, one to be respected. A vessel of dishonor is one that is of disgrace and and reproach and shame is vile. And we all want to be vessels of honor. And he's teaching here. Paul is speaking to Timothy. And the Lord has spoke to me this morning when I was out walking. He says, this is becoming a great house. Even then he confirmed it again. Even in our, that first worship song that we opened up with. He says, now tell, he told me, he said, but tell the people that this is becoming a great house. And this is not for us to, to, to brag or to boast about. But I'm just coming up as a vessel, as an instrument of God. This is an oracle of God to tell you that he's pleased with you. And, 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 and you know, you know, see, because I can say that word and it means different things to different people. See, because if you're not honoring God, you can't receive that word. But if you're honoring God, living for God, well, that word is for me. That word, see, 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 the word go out. It depends on where you at if you're going to receive it or not. Where your life is at. 
So you want your living to be together so you can receive, thus said, the Spirit of God. So you can receive the oracle of God. But your life ain't right. It's harder to see something from someone that's so holy and precious and gracious and good and loving kindness and your life ain't there. How can you receive from someone like that and you're not living for them? You can't do it. And so that's why this word will go out and it's going to fall in different places. It's going to fall on everybody. It's going to fall. Oh, it's going out. Amen. But the, the idea of it is how much good ground do we have out here that's going to receive this word and take this word, amen, and meditate upon this word so that whatever they do shall prosper, wherever they go shall prosper, so they can let this word prosper on the inside of them, amen. Okay, we see here 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 21, we read that. We talked about a great house. In the great house, there's going to be vessels say to honor and to dishonor. Now, I want to show you what the vessels of honor look like. We're not going to focus so much on the vessels of dishonor because the Lord has been just, I tell you, he was dealing with me. He said, show them what the vessel of honor look like. But what you must understand, again, that as this house grows, you're not going to know everybody that comes in here. And you got to be comfortable with that. If you're not comfortable with it, you better get comfortable. Because other people are going to come in this house. Amen? And guess what? They're going to come in groups sometimes. They're going to be tight just like you and your group tight. So if you can accept your group, you got to accept that group. Because you could be saying, my group been here the longest, but alone there. It ain't about no groupies. Say no groupie church. This is about Jesus. Your group, your group is going to get destroyed. I'm telling you, you better be open. You better be open. Better be, I'm telling you, man, God said this is just becoming a great house. But when it becomes a great house, there's going to be vessels of honor and dishonor. What I'm saying, God's going to increase with those that love him and some that just don't know where they are. And some that are the sinners that, that want to know him. But there are going to be some that's going to come to bring division up in this house. They're going to come in the form of, I mean, in, in, well, in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're like raven wolves. They're going to come in here. Thank God that the, uh, 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 the elder here, he was talking about, you're right. We ain't had no strife, no division. We had a little something, amen. And many times as a pastor, y'all didn't even know the strife and the division that was come up in here. You want to know why? Because you got a good shepherd. You hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about a good under pastor. There's stuff me and Pastor Ellen done dealt with, amen. I'm telling you, stuff we done dealt with. And there's sometimes we have to call a church meeting. Y'all hear about what's going on. And there's been those occasions, but there's been other times we had to deal with stuff. Stuff that people told us, stuff that's going on in the congregation that we just had to pray God and say, God, you got to root that thing up out of here. You got to root it up out of him. Let me say this to you. If you're a son or a daughter, not only of the most high God, but if you said, Pastor, I'm submitted to this ministry. I'm not only a member, but I, I see myself as a son or daughter. I see you as my spiritual father. And I want to thank those that, that have been uh, encouraging me. I'm telling just this last season, the last few weeks, I've been getting emails. I had someone to tell me this morning, Pastor, I love you, Pastor. I had someone to tell me, I said, Pastor, I love you. I honor, we, we thank God for you, Pastor. And they ain't nobody gave them no money to say that. You know what I'm saying? But they're honoring their Pastor. They're, they're encouraging me in, in, in the things of the Lord. I, I thank God for you. I thank God for you. Amen. I thank God for being obedient unto God. I want to say this to every one of you because when it comes to even me correcting you as, as your under shepherd, I want you to know this. I'm never going to fight a son. I'm never going to fight a daughter. I'm telling you, look, look, no, I never fight with you. Amen. I'm not going to be the one that's going to do that. I'm not going to box with you. I'm not going to, if you want to get out, you're going to get all mad and you want to just argue first. I'm not entering into that. Okay. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Now, if you tell me, Pastor, you offended me, amen, you tell me that I offended you, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to forgive you. So those that want to keep fighting, they can't forgive the offense. And this is what I understand. We can't let offense come between us here. We, we got to get over some things, amen? I'm telling you, I'm getting ready to deal with some stuff in this valley. See, but this is what the Lord said, your vessels of to honor. See, but because you're a vessel of honor, you can't become a vessel of dishonor. And we want to be vessels of honor. Men at Teen Challenge, one of the reasons why you're at Teen Challenge is to become vessels of honor. You showed up as a vessel of dishonor. The question is, how are you going to leave? You're going to leave. See, see, if you can't put up with the authority and the leadership up there, you're already, see, you, 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 you're not. See, they're trying to work on you. They're trying to put you on the wheel. They mean they're trying to, they're trying to do, they're trying to, let's, let's mar that. Let's get that over here. Out of here. Let's get that out of here. So you can be a vessel of honor unto God, a vessel that pleases God. This is what the Father wants out of all of us. And this is what about coming to the house of the Lord is about, is becoming a vessel, a vessel that honors God. This is why we, this, that's my prayer, Lord, that when he going to send people to this house, they ain't coming here because it's a circus. They ain't coming here because we just sing good. They ain't, that ain't, that ain't the reason why we want people to come to this house. We want people to come to this house because they're ready to be changed. They're ready to become vessels of honor. They're tired of living out there and doing that thing. And, and what a taste in their mouth. They come into a house where, look, they finally got to a house. I believe this one. I'm coming up in this one. And everybody living according to the world up in the house. There got to be some vessels of honor in the house. There will be vessels of dishonor, but there must be some vessels of honor. And what this house is about, if it's going to be a great house, amen, it will be a house of, that has vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. But you got, what you got to learn to do in the house of a vessel to be an honor, this is what he said. He said you got to learn how to purge yourself from them. He said there are going to be gold, those that are vessels of gold and silver. He said there's also going to be vessels of, of kind of wood, hay, and stubble. He said, or, or made out of the earth that come from the earth. He said you're going to have to distinguish them, and you're going to have to learn how to what? Purge yourself. What? Keep yourself clean and separate it from them. You're going to have to learn how to do that. And how you do that? By staying with the word. Well, who is the word? Jesus. You got to stay with the word. You got to stay with the word that you're hearing. You got to stay with the word that's coming over the pulpit. Because if you don't stay with the word that's coming over the pulpit, guess what? You're going to get your own word. You're going to get in a sideshow somewhere, and they're going to have their own thing going on. Amen? And they're going to be taking people from the house of the Lord. I'm telling you this. The Lord is having me to declare unto you, you are a vessel of honor, and you don't want to become a vessel of dishonor. This place can start to growing, and we can't even keep up with the growth. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the Lord wants to do to this house. And he said, man, if we could just get every, he says, get them in one accord, pastor. And we're going to do the undoable, amen. We're going to believe the unbelievable, amen, that God tells us so that we can go out and make this a great house for him. I don't want no great house for me. I don't want no great house just for us. We want a great house for God. We want folks to know that lives are changing. This sister, I come up in here yesterday. I come up in here yesterday, and, 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 you know, I thank God for what we did yesterday. Because some people had an opportunity to see the inside of the house. 
I come up in here yesterday and it was two. Pastor Angela came in one time. It was a man and a woman in here. They were in the sanctuary. She said, it scared me and I scared them. They said, oh, we just wanted to see what it looked like on the inside of him. He'd been living over here as a neighbor for the longest. Amen. Uh, two, 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 I think two or three over. And he says, man, he said, Pastor, I sure appreciate y'all uh, doing this for the community and everything. I said, man, praise God, man. You come on down whenever the Lord going to lead you on down here. He says, man, I've been trying. You've been telling me to come down here for the longest. He said, man, that block party just brought me on down here today. <laughs> See, the block problem brought him down here, didn't they? What? He closer than what he was. The, ne- look, the next step is going to be through the door. He done came out in the Zur. He said, we're in the bathroom. Oh, my God, it looked good up in there. Amen? He come up in here, man. He said, look, but I seen two ladies that come up, up in there. They didn't even know I was a pastor. They come up in here, and I was speaking to them in the hallway. I thought, well, you had the joy. Yeah, I was speaking to them in the hallway. What she said? She said, uh, she said this. She says, you know what? I felt something when I came on this property. She, she, she sure did. She says, I come, I come up in here. She says, something. She says, something special up in here. I forgot how she exactly said the word, but she was acknowledging the spirit of God was up in this place. That's what she said. She says, I felt something even when I come up on the property with something different about this place. And I've heard that testimony many times. It ain't a testimony of how good I am or we are. It's how good God is. And when we honor God, he'll draw him. He'll bring him into the house. He'll bring him into the house. Amen. And I'm learning this, Lord. I just got to stay in your face. I just got to stay wrapped in your arms. Amen. Take me to the place. Amen. So I can become more like you. And if I become like you, God, that's nothing that ever demon or devil can do to keep him back from coming. They got to come. They got to come. I'm telling men, when we, when we have the mind and the heart of the Lord, they got to come. They got to come. They got to come. Now, the enemy won't even be able to hold them back. They got to come, the Lord said. He said they got to come. They have to come. Hallelujah. I want us to look here at verse 14 here. I'm going to give you a couple things here about being vessels of honor. And how to keep ourselves from being vessels of dishonor. Uh, look here at verse 14. He says, of these things, put them remembering, in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit but the subverting uh, 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 of the hearers. Somebody say strive not. What he's talking about here is do not uh, argue or fuss over unimportant things. What song are we going to sing? Don't fuss about unimportant things. Because we have a praise and worship leader that gives the songs. Amen? We, I mean, I mean, this thing, well, well, well I, I, I ain't want to do that. Look, I mean, fussing about unimportant things. I mean, taking something little and making it a mountain. Because you're better versus being better. Looking for every mistake that the man of God makes or the woman of God or one of the leaders in the house. So you can go take that and tip off somewhere and say, well, they all goofed up down there. I had a guy that I had in my leadership one time in this church. He would talk about me and Pastor Angela like dogs, taking people out to lunch, talking to like us about like dogs. What did he know? A leader. And the Lord showed me right then. You will have leaders, if you don't watch it, that will rise up against you. And they won't even know it that they're doing it. And it's not because they don't like me. They're going to stop dishonoring God. 
And when you stop dishonoring God, you can't honor anything of God's. Matter of fact, when you stop dishonoring God, and the reason why you won't honor anything else of God because it's contrary to who you honor. You see what I'm saying? You honoring something else. And it's contrary. If you don't even honor the God of, 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 of I mean, on his side, you ain't going to honor anything of God. You'll despise it. You don't even want to see it any longer. Particularly if it's the authority of God when you don't stop honoring God. Who do he think he is? This is the type of stuff that's not happening. This is the things that's not happening. This is why we got to always honor God. That we may honor the people of God that he has given into our lives to help us to be who he called us to be. So it says strive not. I'm going to get you to So that means do not argue uh, 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 over unimportant things. Look what he says in verse 10. He says, but study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. So he's saying now strive not. If you're going to be a vessel not, if you're going to be a vessel unto honor, somebody say strive not. You ain't going to get into arguments over little unimportant stuff. Just let it go. Amen. Look, I, this is how I, the Lord has taught me. Stop trying to figure out what I can only work out. Just let him work it out. Keep your mouth shut. Tune your radio station to what? K-Y-M-S. Keep your mouth shut. It's just sometimes good to keep your mouth shut. Just be quiet about the thing. It's hard to do, but sometimes you got to learn how to just put them bars. Them bars, see, the tongue... The Bible says the tongue is like fire. He said you can tank, look, you can tell a ship where to go with a governor. You can train or put a, a bridle on a horse. But he says a tongue can no man tame. Your tongue, this, this little tongue right here. See, can, can, yeah, yeah, well, can't nobody tame it. That's what the word he says. But let me tell you how you deal with tongue. You got to train your tongue. You got to train your tongue. It can't be tamed. But you can train it. You train this. You got to train this thing. See, these what come out of your mouth. These are words that we live by. Whatever you talk is what you living by. You got to understand when this word go out, words have life to it. For my word is quick and powerful. That word quick is alive. His word is alive. And words are alive. I always tell this house, words mean things. You know, when you put it out there, you can't take it back. It's floating, baby. And it's doing damage or it's doing good. Depends on how it go out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is the mouth will speak. We'll say things, man. We got to we got to think about what we're saying. Because we're saying we're saying things that dishonor the, the, the man and woman of God in the house of God. We got to be careful about what we're saying. We got to be careful about what we're saying. Some words were said today that dishonored somebody in this house. It was said today. And see, the Lord has given me a, a, a checker. Everything that's coming out of folk, my, this, I don't get excited about everything anybody's saying. I want to know the spirit behind it. This ain't no circus. We just get excited about anything that we hear and what people are saying. It's the spirit behind it. Spirit, don't be trying to figure out, amen, what somebody said today. See, he showed me as pastor. He don't show you everything that he shows me. You got to understand that. I'm the pastor of this house. I don't care what you over and what you running and what you got. I'm the pastor of this house. And God gives me insight to have oversight over this house. The Bible talks about the man of God 
think it was Isaac, how he leaned upon the staff. Amen. He leaned upon the staff. And I thank God for my staff. I thank God for the men and women of God. I'm not intimidated that you're smarter than I am. Not whatsoever. I need smart people around me. But what I will not tolerate is that you don't love Jesus. And, you don't, and he ain't number one. You can look, you can sell the world. You can do all you want. I, I'm not intimidated by you being smarter than me. Because I'm not about being smart. I'm about being wise. What I need to have, I won't, I got to have smart people around me if we're going to be able to, 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 to carry out. I'm talking about people that may be more uh, intelligent than me in certain areas. I'm okay with that. I want you to know I'm okay with that because I need you to do what you need to be doing so I can be doing what I need to be doing. See, you can't worry about being the pastor because you ain't the pastor. You do what you do and let me do what I do. Then I can lean upon my staff because if you're doing what I ask you to do in excellence, I can lean on you. I ain't got to be questioning you and following up with you because you ain't living with the Lord. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? I want to be able to lean on my staff. I want to be able to lean on my staff. The men and women of God that he has called to come along aside me to fulfill the vision that he gave. Not what I want, but what he wants. So then you got the staff, and then you got those that are up under the staff that may report to the staff. See, what you got to understand, the honor, I don't know. Look, look, this is for probably next week when we talk about honoring the man of God. But listen to this. But understand this. See, when you buck authority, when if I put a staff out there, amen, they're out there and they're here, they're here to hold my arms up. You hear what I'm saying? That we can fulfill, and they are to be in the same step, Speaking the same things, having the same faith, having the same love, walking again in the same step, the same earnest care, the same. We're speaking the same thing. Somebody should not be able to go to either one of my leaders, amen, that's up under me, and they're speaking something contrary to me. If it is, you better know there's a vessel of dishonor in the house. If they don't know about it, I'll wait till I ask the pastor. But don't throw nothing out there strange. Don't throw nothing out there crazy. Don't throw nothing out there what I think he might think. No, we want to be instructed. But what I want to say is this. All of those that are, are ministering, if it's you, George, if it's you, Elder, if it's Elder Well, who, 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 you, if you're over something and you got people that are under you, see, 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 many times we're all, and this is what we got to watch about. See, but this is a great house. Say, this is a great house. This is becoming a great house. And becoming a great house, we got to know how to function as a house. See, what I'm saying is you can't be up under the elder, but you're going around the elder to come to try to please the pastor. But you're dishonoring the elder. See, what you got to understand, the way you, but you're thinking that you're pleasing the pastor. But the way you please the pastor is honor who the pastor got up under you. They got over you as leadership. That's how you honor the pastor. You thinking you're going around him and honoring me and telling me this, that, and the other. I understand all of that. I understand that. But that's why I put him in place. Oh, hurry in place to handle that. Amen. Matter of fact, that's a little matter. It's a little matter. We're talking about honoring with our life. With our life. And we want to be, somebody say, vessels of honor. So vessels of honor, we, want to, we don't want to strive now. So I don't want to strive and be a person that's arguing and being bitter and bringing up. You don't want to strive now. Second thing, but you want to study to show yourself approved. Not unto the pastor, but unto God. 
Study to show yourself approved unto God a what? Workman. That what needed not be ashamed. Ashamed of what? The gospel. Not your pastor. The gospel. Need not be ashamed. Amen. We don't, we don't need to be ashamed. But when you work this thing, you ain't ashamed of what you put some work into. I don't know about you. Anything I don't put some sweat, grease, and muscle in, some time into, I know I can't be ashamed about that. But I done put some elbow grease in this thing. I done put some time with the Lord. Why I'm going to be ashamed of my ministry and the Lord gave unto me as much time I spend with him and bringing the word to the people of God. I can't be ashamed about this thing. If I, if I ever get ashamed about what God gives me, y'all pack your bags up and go. I'm going to always be excited about this thing. Even when you on your chill pill, even when you down, amen, I still got to be up. I still got to be leaping builders and running like a troop. See, I can't see, see, you see, I'm not governed by you. I'm governed by him. And when he say go, it's time to go. Even if you want to go or not, I've already said it. The party going to go on with or without you. That's the way the Lord flows in the way he rose. And we all, I'm not telling you anything that you don't have to implement in your own house. Sooner or later, those little Buffy and Jody, they going to grow up, amen, yeah, to be two other people than what you thought they were when you, when you had them. And, and you're going to get to a point, you're going to draw a line, you either with us or you are not. And you need to know something. The party going to go on with or without you. Well, mom and daddy, we going on with the Lord. I ain't talking about neglecting. I'm not talking about neglecting your children. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about they get to the age. We're going with the Lord. We've taught you up into this thing. We brought you. We've done everything. We done, we done mimicked this thing. We've been examples in everything to you. Amen. But every bottom got to stand on this own top at some point in time. Oh, my God. My God. Hallelujah. My Lord. So we, so we sit here. We say, strive not but to study. Now, look what he says in verse 16. But shun. Somebody say shun. Profane and vain babblings, and they will increase even unto more. Uh, uh, about. Now, this word shun means avoid it. Keep away from it. Do not be a bystander in discussions where there are anger going on. He said, look, look, he says shun it. He said, if they're if they running their mouth, they yap, yap, yapping. He said, look, it's best for you to get away from it. Shun it. Get away from it. Move away from it immediately because it's going to go on to more and more babblings and vain, and it's going to turn ugly. It's going to turn ugly. If you, sit, if you sit there and listen to it, you're coming into it. What you listen to, I'm telling you, what you listen to, you become. He says, yeah, if you hear that, man. I remember Pastor Angela come up in here one time. This is some years ago. She was going back out, and she heard a group of women at the door. And this woman was telling her how, and she, again, she was part of our leadership of the church, telling them how that she had uh, hoodwinked the doctors in order to get her surgery, her, her breast reduced, and that how she how she had told a lie to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Now here you are, the the wife of one of our leaders, wow. and you telling a group of women that's in the church this lie. Wow. Amen. Now let me tell you what was let me tell you what happens at with stuff like that. They take the other people hear that lie, mm-hmm. and they look at it. This is the leader's wife, and she must have some uh, authority. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Then see that, that they believe the lie. They take the truth of God and turn it into a lie. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about people of integrity in this house. I mean, not only integrity with God, but integrity in this world that we live in. 
We ain't trying to do it. We ain't no crooked. I don't want no crooked people up on here. We trying to work the system and get around the system. Now we're people of God. We do things above board. You know what I'm saying? We are now this ain't no under table house. This ain't no under look, even when we have people that do work for us around here. I'm, I'm Pastor Young said we need to cut every under table person off. And so what, what we're saying is this look, we write them a check. And look, 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 if it's over $650, it's reportable income. You're going to get a thing, look, saying that you provide. Yeah, yeah, we ain't, nah, we ain't, nah, we ain't, nah, we ain't. Look, I ain't missing my blessing. I ain't cursing this house. But the same thing happened if you're a vessel of honor. You got to do things by, the, by what the law of the land is. Don't think you're going to get anything from the Lord living any other way. You got to be upright. We say we want to do this right, Pastor. I hope that's your life. I want to do this thing right. And I understand that I'm getting, my righteousness is being developed every day in this thing. I could be doing something wrong right now that I don't know. But soon as he reveals it unto me, I got to get it right. I got to get it right. There's one thing to be ignorant, but there's another thing to be what? Foolish. You're ignorant when you don't know any better. But you foolish when you know better and you still do wrong. That's foolishness. But he says, strive now, study, and also shun. Shun yourself from profane babblers. You know, them girlfriends, you know, I know y'all ladies like talk. Uh You know, (laughs) but you get on that phone and folks just dragging somebody else down. This word shun means hang up. That stuff getting in your spirit. And let me tell you what happened. Let's play this thing. Let me tell you how, let me tell you how it works. I'm going to show you just how it works. Okay, say, say you were offended with me. Amen. God, I know. You stay right here long enough. I'm going to offend you. I, look, I ain't no, the Bible tells me that. So why should I, I'm, I'm going to offend somebody. Amen. Soon I'm going to offend somebody just for being like Jesus. I'm going to offend somebody. But when I offend you, if I have truly offended you, first of all, you got to check your heart. Did, did the pastor offend me because he, he, you know, he would just, you know, he just, he abusing his power. He's trying to throw his weight around on the congregation. If that's the case, come to me. If you feel that way, come to me and you will get my apology. I ain't going to be doing a whole bunch of, well, you know, this, I admit this, I admit that. Now, if you, if you feel offended, this is how you deal with offending. If someone is offended, whether you want to believe it, they're offended or not, you got to forgive them. You can't sit up here and start defending yourself. But now you need to forgive them. Why? So that they can go on. So, because if you, regardless, they need to be released of, of the unforgiveness. Hey, I'm sorry that I done that. And then we got to be big enough to say, all right, I received that and we're moving on. I've forgotten about it. I'm not holding that against you, Pastor. Now, you can't run away from there and say, I got one check on him, two checks on him, three checks on him. Now, when I'm finally ready to go engage him, I'm not just going to talk to him about this situation, but I got eight others. You offended me two years ago. That's when it started. And I've been keeping tab every time, every time, every time, every time, every time. Then when you want to meet with the pastor, it's time I'm leaving the church. Why are you leaving the church? Not what I said yesterday, but what I said two years ago. This is what unforgiveness will do. You got to get that root of building. You got to tear that root up out of you. You got to tear it up. See, if we're going to be vessels of honor, we got to learn how to deal with, with unimportant things. We got to learn how to honor one another even in the house. We got to honor our leadership, not just our pastor, but anyone that he has in authority that is with him. Yeah, they might not look. You might be saying, pastor, pastor don't see them like I see them. They don't look like they're living right. Well, what you going to do? Pray for them. Pray, pray for them. 
Because you better believe the pastor's not blind. He's praying for him too. <laughs> Pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for him because he's going to attack the leadership. If he can't get the head, he's starting with everybody. He's going to get everybody. He's trying to attack who he can attack. Now, let me finish up this offense thing because somebody need this. Now, say if you offended me and I go tell somebody. Uh, uh, no, you go tell somebody about the offense. Uh, you don't know what pastor done me. He says, you go. You're getting on the phone. That's why you got to shun these profane. Strive not, but you got to shun profane battles because they're going to get worse. So if you don't deal with it, what you're going to do, you're going to call somebody else. Girl, let me talk to you. I'm hurt. We got a great church down there and everything, but that pastor, he, he, he offended me, and he's walking around there like he's a bully or whatever it is. And, and then the, the more and more you start listening to them, guess what? You take on the offense. Then finally the person comes and get right with the pastor. And everything is good with the pastor now. We good. Oh, pastor, I love you. I'm sorry that I, I missed it or you missed it. I thank you for just forgiving me, pastor. And, and, and I might tell you, I'm sorry if that was the account. I'm sorry. It was never my heart for, for to hurt you like that. So now you, you and the pastor good. But what's wrong with the person you done call? They still were offended. Now the pastor done made amends with the person that was offended. Now you walk around here with another wounded sheep in her. And they offended, amen, because of what somebody else told them. You hear what I'm saying? He says, you got to shun some things. You got to keep your, your mouth off some things and stay out of some things. Amen. Because these types of things will happen. Uh, in particular, not just for this, but even error. Even error, a spirit of error. Somebody could be telling a lie. Somebody could be, I'm telling a lying spirit will come up in the house of the Lord and won't blink an eye and start putting lying. Let me tell you something. All lies sit together. Let me tell you how spirits, I'm letting you on something. Let me tell you how spirits work. They all sit together. Sooner or later, they're in close proximity. They're spirits. Self-same spirits. It's the same thing. This is why we got to walk in the same spirit of God so we can walk together. Because when they're not walking to the spirit of God, they would, a, a bunch of lies will all sit together. Sooner or later, they all going to be together. And any other spirit that would try to operate in the house of the Lord. Somebody say vessels of honor. The Lord told me to tell you that you are vessels of honor. I'm exhorting you, bread of life, that the hour that we're in, he says, your vessels of honor. I'm not saying this to, to tip our hat here that we're some special church or just a special people and nobody else is, is like this. There's vessels of honor all over town. And the vessels of honor has nothing to do with how big the house is. Because he says even in a great house, there's going to be vessels of what? Honor and dishonor. Sometimes you can stay small and honor the Lord and be a knit fruit. But God said, no, I want to make this a great house. I want to make this a large house. But as the house enlarges, mother... He said it's going to become some vessels of dishonor going to come and weave up in here. He's going to bring vessels of honor and also vessels of dishonor. And you got to understand this. Say, I shun not, but I study and I strive not. Now look here uh, at verse 16. We're, we're closing up here. He says, but shun and profane vain Babylons, for they will increase into more ungodly. Verse 17, and their word did eat as a canker. See it? A canker. A gangrene. That's, that's the exact stuff I was talking about. The word will eat as a canker, like produce a gangrene on you. For whom is Hanimus and Philetus? Look at verse 18. Who concerning the truth have what error? Saying that the resurrection is past already and over the what? The faithful son. There will be people, vessels of dishonor, that will come in here and they will try to 
to overthrow the faith of something. A spirit of error will come up in this church if we don't proclaim and proclaim the word from this pulpit and we don't live as vessels of honor. You hear what I'm saying? See, because see, that's what I like about this house. See, the pastor is not the first person that they come by when they come in this house. Amen. Charles, we're going to get to a point where we're going to need to have people in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? So when they roll up, we're going to know a bad spirit hit the parking lot. Just as they know we got a good spirit and the spirit of God here, you can know when a bad spirit done showed up at your house. You hear what I'm saying? Look, look, do, do you, have any of you ever had an experience with your kids when they bring somebody to the house? You know that spirit ain't right. You know what I mean? Something ain't right about this thing. We got to get this gangster spirit up out of my house. Matter of fact, he don't, don't even bring them back up in my house. I'm going to be having to do warfare for the next two weeks because I let that spirit up in my house. It's the same way as a vessel, a great house and a vessel of honors that when something spooky, when something twisted come up in here trying to bring harm to God's people, you're going to know when they hit the door. Something's going to alert in your spirit and you're going to say, uh-huh, that's one. That's one right there. People are start having dreams. We don't have this to happen in this house. People have dreams. Amen. People start seeing things and stuff. And sooner or later, that thing manifests itself. A vessel of honor, a great house is what God wants this house to be. We want to honor him with our living. What you mean my living, pastor? We want to be vessels of honor unto the Lord thy God. Say, I want to be a vessel of honor unto God. You want to please the Father, do you not? Well, we're about to close here. I know I can't take too much more of this myself. I know. I know somebody think about long horn, long yonder, you know, whatever you got going on. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. I understand. The preacher can't get nothing but so much time on Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got things to do, Pastor. We got things to do. Hallelujah. We only come up in here one time a week. Amen. As far as organized, every other week is, is you know, is, 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 is suspect. Subject is subject. Subject to see you, subject not to see you. This is the only house that we call, the only day that we call an official gathering every other thing that we got there we 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 pray that you come we hope that you come we long suffer and travail that you're going to come but they're going to come if i did stuff based on what the people wanted to do we'll be doing nothing That's why I got to do, and, and, and not only when they want to do it, but not what they want to do, but when they want to do it. I got to do it when the Lord say do it, if we're going to be a vessel. Because, see, if we don't understand that at this size, when the house grow larger, there are going to be people that will come in here to try to move this house with money. Try to move you with money. You, you one of my leaders, and they trying to move you with money. And you, you, you need to be like he said, the sign. we don't move like that up in here. We move by the spirit of God. We honor the man of God up in this house, and he honors God. We, we walking upright in this. We have vessels to honor. And you'll know right then, that's a vessel of dishonor. Where it says, purge yourself, separate yourself, get away from such in the house that you may what? Remain, that you may be a vessel of honor. See, you can be a vessel of honor now. Somebody can come up in this house and tarnish you. Somebody can come up in this house and take you with them. Amen. All they got to have on is the right cologne. Oh, don't, don't let them have a little swag to them. Oh, Lord, I don't even think about the pastor no more. Oh, I'm looking at Brother Sun. So, so he over there. 
That brother, look, I can't keep my eyes off her. His teeth is white. And look, I, can't, I can't do it. See, what you're saying, Pastor? See, the devil knows exactly what you like. He'll, he'll bring it. He'll, bring, he'll deliver it right to your front door. He'll deliver it right to your front door. And then you... Well, that's when you got to get militant. See, see them, them are also the times that you put on the... Uh, uh, that you become the soldier. I got to fight this spirit. I got to fight to stay away from that thing. Because that thing got to pull on me. That thing trying to pull me. That thing trying to reel me on in. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. See, the right one showed up, baby. Uh-huh, yeah. And it's hitting that little vibe that you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's when you really got the armor up. And not just armor up. You got to already be armored up. Because if you not... They gonna they gonna show up right when look they gonna show up right and you don't took that two weeks off <laughs> doing your thing and you show up in the house of the Lord and the house of the Lord we are high praise and God then added some people say oh God girl did you see that one then you get home and call your your girlfriend Carol did you see Ooh, that brother six two chocolate Ooh. Ooh. Done lost three-fourths of the church because somebody done got wacky. I know, pal. I, I'm not going to let the men off. When that brick house show up, was that 36, 24, 36? She's a brick house. Letting it all hang out. Y'all brothers ain't even receiving the offering right no more. And he'll bring that vessel up in here. And it'll love Jesus. Oh, yeah, love your love. Look, look they'll love your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they get ready to take you out, sucker. Ain't time to put the armor on. You got to be armored up. You got to already be a vessel of honor unto the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, I know y'all say, boy, pick, 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 take the pressure up off of us, Pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We're, we're about to finish here. We're going to let the Lord hear. I want you to see, you see here, look at verse 13. He says, but evil men and seducers, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in the wrong place. Look at verse 17. He says, And their word will eat as doeth a canker of whom is Hanimus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have error, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrew the faith of some. This is an example of someone of dishonor. He says, Nevertheless. Somebody say, Nevertheless. nevertheless. See, when it's, it's nevertheless when God, when you honor God, it's nevertheless. He says, Even though that, that will be in the house, vessels of dishonor that's trying to take people. Now he says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God was standeth sure. This is why your pastor got to be right about laying the foundation for this house. The foundation is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It was built upon the apostles and the prophets with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone of it. You know what I'm saying? So we always got to keep foundational teaching and laying a foundational principles in this house. See, it's when you get away from the foundation that weird folks show up and take over. I don't care how spiritual we get, we better, it better be connected to the foundation. 
It better be connected back to Jesus Christ. This is how people get bamboozled. They'll come to your house, knock on your door, and open up your Bible because you don't know your Bible. You know what I'm saying? You, that's why you got to study to show yourself approving to God, a workman that need not the shame, but so what? Rightly divide. Because there's a wrong way to divide the word. You got to rightly divide the word of truth. Because if you don't, I'm telling you, them don't knock on the come. Shh, 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 shh. Hey, how you? They'll be dressed all up. They got the word with them and everything. Can we get a minute of your time? No, you'd be thinking, well, I ain't been to church in a while. Maybe I get a little bit of word here. They open up that word to you, and they done got you cloaked. Done got you. And then, then you come back to church. Huh, what the pastor? That don't sound right what the pastor's saying there. See, because you done let in the spirit of error. And we declare what? The spirit of truth up in this house. And the spirit of truth will run off a spirit of error. That's why the truth got to keep coming forth from this pulpit. And any, any, any of the preachers here, the ministers, amen, that are here, that the pastor ever give you the pulpit, you better make sure you're telling the truth. I mean, preaching nothing but the truth. I, I'm not talking about your feelings, the truth. You got to preach the truth from here. Because the people of God need to hear the truth. And I trust the men and women of God that I leave this pulpit to. Because if they don't preach the truth, guess what? I got to come clean it up. It may take me some time to recover for some, something that they got put out there that was crooked and won't right. And the people done caught it in their spirit. They running with it. Oh, boy, they preached the house down and all that error that was mixed up in there. And they don't even know it. You better take everything you hear from this pulpit and line it up with the word of God and study it out for yourself. You, you don't connect with what people say necessarily with, with, with maybe what you think of them or what you believe of them. You connect it with the word of God. That's the measure of rule. Amen? I, I promise you. We're, we're this is one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Ghost. Amen? Let's see this. Let's, let's see this here. He says, uh, verse uh, 19 again, Nevertheless, the foundation of God, it does what? Stand up sure, having this seal. The Lord what? Knoweth them that are what? His. Isn't that refreshing? The Lord knows them that are his. And let everyone that what? Name of Christ, name it the name of Christ, depart from what? Iniquity. Depart from unrighteousness and wickedness. He says, everyone that name the name of the Lord, name of Christ, depart from wickedness iniquity, amen, unrighteousness. But look what he says here. But in a great house, somebody said, but in a great house are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and some to honor and some to dishonor. Now, now let, let's look at this here. I'm going to give you these and we're going to run up out of him. He says, if any man therefore purge himself from these, what you think he's talking about? He ain't talking about those of honor from those that are dishonor. He says, if any man would purge himself from these, what's purge? Cleanse yourself. Thoroughly purify yourself from these things here. He says, all those things I talked about, you know, he says, you got to learn how to purge yourself, amen, from these things. He ain't talking about the studying. Purge yourself from striving not, shunning not, amen, those types of things. He says, strive. He said, you, you, you cannot do these things. You got to move away from these things. He says, you got to purge yourself from people that have such a, a, a lifestyle, a, a vessel of dishonor. You can't hang out with vessels of dishonor. Amen. They got to be able to honor God. Amen. You can't spend. That's one thing to speak to them, but you can't be hanging out with vessels of dishonor. Amen. They, they need to honor God. They, they got to come to the altar. They got to give their life to Jesus. Amen. Now, look what it says here again. Look, this is it right here. I'm going to give it to you. Verse 21 going out. It says, any man therefore purge himself. Somebody say purge yourself. Now, uh, then he says, 
if you go to look what he says, he said, purge himself and what for these, he should be what? A vessel unto what? Now, a vessel unto honor is an instrument of righteousness. Somebody say instrument of righteousness. You want to be an instrument of righteousness? Shine. Strive not. Do these types of things. You want to be a vessel unto honor. A vessel to honor is an instrument to righteousness. What else does it say? What, what's the next thing it says? Somebody say sanctify. Oh, my God. Somebody say made holy and consecrated. He said, now, if you purge yourself from these, he says, you will be a vessel of honor. You'll be sanctified. Look at the third thing. Somebody say meat for the master's use. What does that mean, pastor? Useful for the master. That God is ready to use you. And look at the fourth thing he says in here. Somebody says, prepare for every good work. You hear that? He wants you to be ready for every good work. When you are a vessel of honor, you'll be ready for every good work. Now look at that. I'm not going to mess with this. Verse 22 says, flee also thy what? Useful lust. You know what he's saying there? You could still be mature. You could be mature in your age and stuff. He says, but don't let them low youthful thoughts and mindset that can come to you. He says, you got the what? Flee it. That's why I was talking about when that man come up in here. You know, you know you old enough not to be moved by how somebody look. I'm talking about mature in the Lord. Because this is how Jesse said, I mean, how uh, 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 God said to uh, uh, Samuel, he don't look at the outward countenance of a man, but he looks at a man hard. And I think if that's God's status, if that's how God looks at folk, see what I'm saying to you, he says, flee youthful lust. So when Joe the chocolate bar come in here, 6'3", 240, everything in place, you know what I'm saying? And you done been around long enough, you know you can't fall for that. You hear what I'm saying? Flee your youthful. Now everything on the inside of you might be going on. He said, flee. Flee don't mean, oh, here got my number. Nah, he go, nah, flee mean get your butt out of the AO. That's what flee mean. And it means the same thing for us men. He, now, here you are maturing the things of God, got your family, everything. And oh, God, Lord Jesus. He, he said, he said no, nah, you, you, can't, you, you can't be moved by your useful lust, your youthful desire. Although you owe some of that stuff still hanging around. And that old nature, that carnal man, that natural man, amen, still there. Oh, it still flutters. Yes, sir. It still can still miss a beat when you see the right thing. But flee from your youthful lust. Can we give God an amen? I ain't talking about get the pastor. Give God an amen. Put our hands together and give him some praise. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name. He is worthy to be praised. I declare that this is a great house. I declare as the pastor of this house that this is a house where vessels of honor are going to be in this house. They're going to stand up. They're going to be good soldiers for the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I declare, I decree this thing as the pastor, as the under shepherd over this house. As he has spoken to me, so do I spoke to you and speaking to you that you are becoming a great house. You're becoming a great people. You are becoming vessels of honor and you are, said the Lord thy God. 
but be not weary in well-doing. For as I expand and as I explode, as I bring in other vessels, said the Lord thy God, know that they will not all be vessels of honor, but they will be vessels of dishonor. And learn how to purge yourself and separate yourself from that which is not of me, so that you may follow the under-shepherd that I have given unto you. And more important, that you may follow me, your God, your Lord, your Savior, Jesus Christ. The Lord thy God will say this unto you this day. Prophetically, amen, with power and demonstration. He says, know that I watch over my word, my prophetic word. He says, listen to my prophet, and so shall ye prosper, saith the Lord thy God. For I desire this to be a great house and to have vessels of honor, saith the Lord thy God, that I may be glorified, not only in Cincinnati, but all over the world, saith the Lord thy God. Know that I do a desire to use you, not just in this church but all over the community all over the marketplace all over the highways and the byways not just as a church here but as a church in your own life say up the Lord thy God 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 hallelujah hallelujah 